This is the day of the Pran Pratishtha or consecration of the Ram temple in Ayodhya and also the installation of the deity, the deity of the infant manifestation of Lord Ram. That has happened. You've been watching it through the day. The Prime Minister has spoken, the RSS chief has spoken, the UP chief minister has spoken, all three have spoken. Now, what we are doing here is with DK Singh, our political editor and I, that we have been watching it, DK much more closely than I. So we are trying to, we are trying to, first of all, pick up some highlights, more, mostly political highlights, because are the vantage point from where we, from where we look at thing, things is political. In any case, in any case, we are not any spiritual gurus or we are not any, any spiritual scholars or, or, or religious scholars. We look at politics and also to try and lift the layers and read between the lines particularly in the Prime Minister's speech. I will do some of that and we'll discuss it. And then DK will also tell us a bit about what we take away from who attended today and who did not, pure politics. So here we begin. First of all, the Prime Minister, he delivered a speech for about 30 plus minutes, I think 33, 34 minutes. We'll share a link with you. You can hear it again. It is, it is in chaste Hindi. My Hindi is all right, so I can figure it out. It's in chaste Hindi, but translations are available on his on the Prime Minister's website as well. And also you will see reports in, in the print as well. You can check it out. But what are the things that he's saying? So for me, and DK, correct me if you think I am wrong. Uh, for me, the biggest takeaway is he has given a new definition of Indian nationalism. He has shifted, he has put the curtain down fully, decisively and fully on the Nehruvian formulation of nation building of the Indian state or the Indian constitutional framework using the same constitution because he has said that our constitution on its first page has the picture of Lord Ram, right? So using the same constitution, he's used the expression, he's used the expression Dev Se Desh, which means from divinity arises our nation. Ram se Rashtra and from Ram. So, so from divinity arises our land and from Ram arises our national entity. That, that decay, you think that's a fundamental shift that he's making in our understanding of how our nation is constituted? Yeah, exactly. Because see, it's not just him. We, we heard uh, the opposition, the way opposition was trying to project his speech because uh, we saw Vinaray Vijayan driving on the same point that Nehru his idea was keeping religion separate from the state. This government is doing exactly that at the center by making it a state event. So, that so this, this government is doing the opposite. Doing the opposite. So right. this is the shift the opposition is also talking about now. Yeah. Uh, what else do you pick up from the speech that will take us uh, towards the same understanding? For me, my uh, takeaway is, you know, the way he has tried to kind of uh, merge a spiritual with temporal, I would say. When he says that, you know, this temple will be a witness to developed India. So the opposition has been making a lot of hue and cry over unemployment, other issues. Now all aspirations, are, everything merges with Ram, with this temple. This will be the beginning of the realization of all the aspirations you may have, material or spiritual. So, Which is very interesting because mm. in the scheme of things so far, mm. uh, at least as far as our understanding of the constitution was so far, that the two things, the spiritual and the temporal were kept apart. Mm. In fact, if you let me add this, it was in the history of Sikhism, the Sikh tradition that the ninth guru said that 
it is not not enough for us just to follow spirituality or just to a mm. spiritual power we must combine spiritual and temporal power miri and piri as they said so two mm. swords he bore uh, symbolically ek piri ki ek miri ki one of spirituality one of one of mm. political power so we are saying that this also this this bringing together of spirituality spiritual power or spiritual thinking as well as political power yeah. is a new thing that's the way he has spelt it out it's very interesting now the other take away from his speech he says that this is this is the beginning we have we've laid the foundation stone for the next thousand years and he says we've done it with a pure heart and with pure heart we can see that the cycle of life a cycle of time is changing our generation we are is fortunate that it is the architect of this change and then he also uses another expression he says naya kal chakra shuru ho raha hai so this is a new kal chakra and then he says that when he went to dhanushkodi that is the point from which lord ram crossed crossed the seas and went into sri lanka that that's where the bridge began the bridge across the pox strait began he says that when he was there he felt as if when lord ram had come come here a new kal chakra had begun similarly a new kal chakra has begun now so what's the meaning of this next thousand years and why this reference to thousand years so that's so typical of uh, the prime minister basically uh, putting things in historical perspective he was talking about what happened thousand years back now how a new era is beginning with him he is starting a new era that, that's what he's suggesting here the prime minister and the sang parivar people they have always been maintaining that india has had a thousand years of slavery starting from delhi sultanate later on moguls no british that's how they portray history and today he was talking about this slavery that india went through for a thousand years now what he is saying is now that all that is over now you are talking about a new hindu rashtra is about but, but he hindu. did not say hindu he rashtra. did not say that but again he is putting that history behind that with him or he just starting a new future for india and that will be defined by what you may call ram rashtra see interesting thing is when you say thousand years it's almost exactly a thousand years back that the first muslim conquerors came to india mm. and conquerors first of all it was muhammad bin qasim mm. who came to a limited part of mm. india in sindh that was a little bit more than a thousand years ago mm. but then ghazni and then others mm. follow mm. so so that thousand year framework is there so this idea particularly in the rss thinking if you read rss literature thousand years of slavery so they don't see the british rule as years of slavery and this is something that that the prime minister has also said in his earlier major speeches i think in on independence day also thousand years of slavery that is not that is not a line that is not a description that the quote and quote secular forces use in india that's not a description you ever heard or seen a congress leader use thousand years of slavery because in that scheme of things the rule by the muslims muslim rulers whether it was the various sultanates uh, the various dynasties and then the moguls all of that was not seen as foreign rule all of that was seen as people who came in became indian and became became the natives and that is something that the rss has always philosophically and ideologically contested so when he now says 
he now keeps talking about thousand years that we did not have this for a thousand years. For example, I picked up another another interesting line from his speech. As I told you, speech is in chaste Hindi and my Hindi is all right. English might be a problem once in a while. So he says, Sankno Barsho Ka Bio, which means this society, our society has suffered, has suffered under hundreds of years of desolation, desolation, loss of power, etc, etc. And that is now ending. So once again, that dovetails into what DK is saying that this is an idea that we suffered for, we did not have full self-rule, full freedom for a thousand years. Now, the next thousand years, let's build a new Rashtra in the image of Ram. So Devse, Devse, Desh, from divinity, our land, Ram se Rashtra and from Ram our nation. That is what that is what that is what he's saying right now. So when the Prime Minister says that for thousand years India hasn't had freedom to, to freedom and now that era is beginning. Does he count the last 75 years also among those thousand? Not in as many words, but yes, because his reference he has given uh, made references to uh, the freedom movement. You know how many people contributed to the freedom movement and similarly how many people have contributed to the building of the Ram temple today. So 70 years as we know all these royal uh, since his, since 2013, 14 we have been hearing him 70 years don't count like everything starts from 2014. So of course these 70 years are also seen as part of those thousand years. The other interesting thing he says so obviously this is ideological and this is this comes from a deep ideological belief from him you can agree with it disagree with it and this will be put to test just in a couple of months from now when the first round of voting takes place for the 2024 election. So ideologies are tested on the electoral battleground. Yeah. That is a debating field yeah. and that settles settles a debate. In any case, everybody doesn't agree with an ideology. There is always a contestation and he's now drawn a line in terms of what that contestation would be. Now the next interesting thing that I picked up from his speech, he says, ye itihas ki which is again, I'm trans translating this as disentangling the knots of history. And he says many countries have tried to disentangle the knots of history. But not many countries have been able to do it successfully or peacefully. And he says the fact that we have, we in India have been able to disentangle this one knot, that shows our maturity and that also shows our large heartedness. So, paripakvata, that is maturity, that, that's the expression is used. And then on the basis of that, he says that I believe, uh, I'm confident because of this, that our future is better than our past. So, what is this question or what is this point of disentangling knots of the past? Saying like this has been pending for 500 years. 500 years since Babur and also for almost 150 years since the legal challenge was made over the land claims, mm. over over who, who did the land belong to. That is the property case that was settled by the Supreme mm. Court ultimately. Mm. That mm. has also been there for more than 150 years. So he takes it back to 500 years to Babur's era. And then he is also emphasizing that it has been done legally. So this construction happened because the Supreme Court did it. And, and it has been done legally. Yeah, thanks to Supreme Court. And then he say it has been legally. So he is basically trying to impress upon everybody. Like it's, it may be his, the, or maybe the Sankh Parivar's ideological project, but everything has been as part of the legal process. Nothing has been thrust upon any other community. 
Yeah, and then he so, says, then he says, we are a people with compassion. Yeah. Huh? Compassion. And we have to learn to keep our desires in check. Is that an appeal against triumphalism? Is there is that a caution on triumphalism? Or are we reading too much in it? On the face of it, it looks like an appeal. Not very direct. But yes, when he's talking about the way it has been done very peacefully, legally. And keeping desire in check also means you don't think about further, you know, as uh, Mohan Bhagwat said once, that you do not look for shivling in every mosque now. Whether we are reading too much here, I, I, I don't know. And, and Mohan Bhagwat in his speech also said that we should now bury all this chota chota. Yeah, small petty, petty. Small petty course, yeah. I don't know what he's referring to. Is he referring to Mathura and Kashi? Or is that a rhetorical statement? I would say it's rhetorical because Mathura and Kashi, uh, if you talk to VHP people now, they look for that kind of closer people talk about that beyond Mathura and Kashi. They are saying these two have to be addressed first, then, then we look at other things. Yeah. So the expression that the Prime Minister used, and I will give you the exact words that he used in Hindi, beyond this, besides saying compassion, keeping our desires in check, he also used the expression shanti, shanti chahiye, shanti is peace, dhairya chahiye, dhairya is patience, then aapsi sadbhav, that is, that is mutual goodwill, isn't it? Yeah, but we, if we stretch it a bit when he's talking about disentangling the knots of history and starting a new civilization right next thousand years you look at this that way uh, you can read it as you know the ram temple being the closure to all the so-called historical wrongs people have been talking about because he's saying it's the beginning of a new era so probably uh, if we are not over reading it He's making a very nuanced point that that's it, everything is over, new era has started, now forget about other wrongs. He's not saying it in as many words, but this... So, one, so is, uh, is he then saying, chodo kal ki baat hai, kal ki baat purani, naye dwar se likhenge? Uh, depends how we read it, I mean, I, I would like to read his speech or listen, uh, read his speech this way. And then he says, he says that so many people said that if his temple is built, the country will burn. No such thing happened. The temple has been built in a no. fully constitutional and legal manner and nothing's burned. And then, then you might say it's rhetorical. You might say it's a, it's a message. He speaks the way he speaks because then he goes on to say the country did not burn. Why? Because Ram Aag nahi hai. Ram is not fire. Ram Aag nahi hai. Ram Urja hai. Ram is not fire. Ram is energy. And then he says, Ram vivad nahi hai. Ram is not controversy. Ram, Ram is not an argument. Ram, Ram samadhan hai. Ram is a solution. Ram is not a problem. Ram is a solution. And then he says, Ram hamare nahi hai. Ram is not just ours. Ram sabke hai. Ram belongs to everybody. And then he says, Ram saraf vartaman nahi hai. Ram is not just in the present. Ram anant kaal hai. Ram is eternal. That is that is where that is where political sort of seamlessly goes into this picture. Yeah. Now, constitution. He referred to the fact that constitution has Lord Ram on the first page. Yeah. Do you see his speech today? Read with all the other speeches, also also seen with other speeches, particularly Mohan Bhagwat's, also Yogi Adityanath's, and also also what happened at the temple today. Do you see then that he is trying to see, or at least that is that is what he is doing, yeah. repositioning or redefining India as a nation state within the same constitution. I saying that there is no contradiction between the constitution, 
that his government inherited and 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 lord ram so when he talks about ram's picture on the first page of the constitution what he is saying is that the law that you have through our constitution is actually something coming coming from lord ram he is basically suggesting that you know the constitution embodies the spirit of ram and that's why he's basically talking about the ram's picture on the first page and sang parivar had been talking about it they have never debunked there has been a lot of controversy over this with some bjp leader here and there talking about how to change the constitution every time it has been done or the government has debunked all this and they have been talking about not just ram like other pictures also uh, in the original constitution so they may have issues with the inclusion of say uh, secularism socialist in the constitution but the hint is that the government is not going to tamper with it much even if they have reservations yeah, so important thing is that once you have popular support and once you have a mandate and once once you have the willingness to do it and also frankly the skill to do it then you can change the nature of the nation state or how the nation state is defined within the same constitution yeah. you don't need a new constitution you don't need you don't need to proclaim a new republic through parliament you can just change the nature of the republic so it becomes a new republic hey, anyway yeah. they have come up with the new ipc new crpc new evidence act and they have always renamed so so that's a big change and that's the reason it, it is not just a not just a consecration of a temple but it's also it also marks change has been taking place in indian politics and polity for the past 9 and a half years the consecration of the temple only puts the final stamp of finality on it finality of the process as i said earlier the contestation in the field of ideas politics votes arguments debates that will go on if anything that will only become sharper now so dk how will the opposition respond to this particularly the congress party well if i can promote my uh, politically correct uh, next episode which i have just shot they have mentioned uh, the opposition reaction is what ronan said would call a headless chicken running around like headless chicken uh, running around like headless chicken they they're looking so confused first they denounce it calling it a political project and then they rush to temples today you have uh, your amadi party uh, basically organizing sundarkan recitals holding shobha yatras then rahul gandhi again in assam you see he is trying to go to uh, the shrine of a vastavite saint shankardeva shankardeva of course he make, makes a spectacle of it because he is not allowed entry before 3 o'clock so he sits there and you have ragupati raja, raja ram everybody uh, singing like this leaders like arvind kejriwal saying i'll go to ayodhya after this uh, consecration ceremony i'll go with my family you have uh, even sarad pawar who never actually uh, took oath in the name of god when he is saying that he would be visiting the temple later except uh, the left leaders the dmk leaders were very clear and what we saw mamta banerjee today mamta banerjee went to a temple a mosque a gurdwara a church basically to say this is my faith so so <laughs> so she is not said that she's uh, she's not disowned religion but she's 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 basically said that because i'm a public public figure yeah i pray according to all faith she even attacked the cpm saying that the left left government was there for so long it did not build any temple any religious structure not even a burial ground and i am going everywhere so mamata bai ji at least she is very clear what she is the, the message she wants to send out that she is not against anybody's god yeah but others in the, 
all other opposition parties they are looking very confused yeah and all, Naveen Patnaik has done something uh, he's also this Jagannath Corridor I mean he right. celebrated in a big way he was at there the same, the other time, day. Yeah. The same yeah. time but he's not really a leader of the opposition he's yeah. not in the BJP mm -hmm. but uh, he's not part of NDA but he's not really and look, look, look at the Congress to so the high command you have Sonia Gandhi Malik Arjun Kharge refusing to go there and then allowing other leaders to go so you had uh, all Uttar Pradesh leaders of the Congress Going to they are taking a dip in uh, Sadhu River. Even today you had uh, Nimal Khatri, the former UPCC chief. He was a former Firozabad MP. He was there. He's uh, a senior Congress leader from Uttar Pradesh. From Uttar Pradesh. In Uttar Pradesh's context, he's quite significant. Yeah, you have uh, Virbhad Singh's son, uh, Vikramaditya going there. Who's a minister in Himachal. Himachal Pradesh government uh, declared a uh, public holiday today. Various contradictory uh, signals you read from the Congress. I don't know how the people would be looking at it, how convinced they would be about their allegiance to uh, Lord Ram, if at all. If they are sending their leaders to take it deep and show that, okay, we are devotees, but then it's a political project. That message is not coming out very clearly because otherwise you don't be, uh, you should not be rushing to temples. I mean, you may take, take your stand the way Mamta Banerjee did. So, DK, uh, you've looked at who came and who did not. Mm -hmm. Just give us some takeaways, some insights. What do we understand from those who came? I would start with celebrities. Uh, you know, some, there were so many people from Bollywood, from Ranveer Kapoor to Alia Bhatt, Kangana Ranawat, Amitabh Bachchan, Abhishek Bachchan. The, the way the Prime Minister has tried to kind of appeal to the public imagination through these cultural ambassadors. Many celebrities, but as more interested in looking at the people who came from the south. So you had Rajni Kant here, from uh, Andhra you had uh, Chiranjivi and uh, his son Ram Charan. Uh, you had Pawan Kalyan, but Pawan Kalyan of course he is more of a politician today, so I will be talking about it later. But the way he is, uh, the other day he was uh, in Kerala in Guruvayu temple, he, he Prime went Minister. for Prime Minister, he, was, he went to Suresh Gopi's uh, daughter's wedding. Even there you saw Mamuti and other, other actors and all over the BJP flashed those pictures. So the way he's using cultural icons to appeal to the imagination of the people and to convey his other messages. Right. That's very interesting. And as for others who came there uh, from the BJP side, well, there were two Muslim leaders of the party who are otherwise sidelined. So you Shanawaz Hussain. Shanawaz Hussain Mukhtar Abbas Nakvi. Shanawaz Hussain was sent to Bihar as a minister. And after that, he's nowhere. Mukhtar Abbas Nakvi, he was made to design, he's nowhere. But today, uh, they were shown there as, you know, prominent personality of the BJP being presented uh, in Ayodhya. That was a cultural thing uh, among politicians. From the BJP, we saw Sanabaju and Mukhtar Abbas Nakvi, who were otherwise sidelined, but they were invited to the Ayodhya event. Uh, you had Nitin Gadkari coming there. Of course, LK Adwani could not make it because of uh, the cold weather. And of course, the Prime Minister, the RSS Chief. Interesting, among politicians, we look at it. The interesting thing as I found was uh, the presence of Chandababu Naidu and Pawan Kalyan. Yes, because they are in, in an alliance in Andhra Pradesh. They want to be... Uh, with the BJP. Uh, yeah, they want to be in an alliance. BJP has been... Uh, no, I'm saying they are they are in alliance together. In Andhra Pradesh. And BJP has been trying to be uh, neutral, like not siding with either Jagan Mohan Reddy or uh, TDP. Or probably, or rather I should say not siding, trying to side with either side. Right. And keeping everybody uh, guessing about its next move. So, Naidu... And again, if you look at it, Naidu was at the time when Naidu was trying to, uh, you know, appeal to the minority communities in uh, Andhra Pradesh because they are all with Jagan Mohan Reddy. But by coming here, they have, they appear to have made up their mind that okay, 
those sections of voters are not coming with the, them. So let's go with the BJP. And it's a big outreach to the BJP also. Both coming here. And the big absence is all of the Congress party. But besides that, would you count anybody? Uh, among, uh, no, from the opposition side, nobody. In fact, uh, as I said, Vikramaditya and uh, Nirmal Khatri from the Congress. Uh, nobody else from the opposition side. In fact, in fact EPS also, the, uh, they had invited uh, the AIDMK chief. Yeah. Agent Secretary EPS, uh, E. Palanisamy, but he said that he is not against this idea. He welcomes uh, the construction of a temple, but he is not in a position to travel. But he also stayed away. Yeah. But so, one thing I think uh, we can foresee or predict and tell me if we can safely do it or not, that over the next days and weeks, you will now see a procession of politicians from all parties going to the temple. Yes, and of they, course. They yeah. will then say we are coming as devotees because we welcome the Supreme Court judgment. We only did not come for the BJP, for the opening, which was the BJP's and RSS's political project. The problem with that, you know, for the opposition leaders, also the dilemma is if you come to Ayodhya, you also in a way endorse the demolition of the Babri Mosque. That they won't like to be uh, doing, in fact, at this juncture. So that's a big problem. At least for the Congress, it's a, it's a big dilemma. Others, uh, again, I was talking about my politically correct episode. I'm re-plugging it. Now there, you must watch it and read it. So, so he has the best political wisdom for anybody in India. So there, I'm quoting from a survey of uh, on religion in India by Pew Research Center. You had done that uh, episode uh, long back when it happened. Letter, yeah, Kanda yes. Clutter. There, one pointer is you know, 64% of uh, Hindus believe that being Hindu is very important to being truly Indian. So that tells you about the religiosity of uh, the people here. The, Opposition parties have to be mindful of that and of course they might have boycotted today's function but they would be rushing to the temple next but they would not really like to offend those people who believe that being Hindu is that important. And the survey also tells us and the survey also told us that Hindus and Muslims they, they, are, they are quite happy with each other but each side wants to be self-contained. They don't want too much intermixing at the same time they are, let, they are happy to let the other side be. Absolutely. Right. So, but DK, the other important thing in that survey, Pew survey, and that's very important today, and that's a good note uh, to conclude this with, that also shows that for all democracies in the world, India has, how many people in India report atheism in the, in the column religion? It's less than 2%. So for all democracies in the world, the number of atheists in India is the lowest. So this is really a God-fearing country. Religion is a very important part of our lives, irrespective of what our faith is or which God we pray to.